the Backseat Football Podcast. It's been another round of fixtures for the Premier League. It's been topsy-turvy. Arsenal win, go top of the league, so Arsenal are good again. City drop points, so they are bad again. Manchester United win, so they continue being good again. And Liverpool beat Newcastle, so Liverpool are good again and Newcastle are bad again. And Chelsea are Premier bad. All that and the rest of the fixtures on today's podcast. As always, I'm joined by Jack. Jack, did you like my intro? I thought it was good, man. There was a good theme in there. I thought you might stumble, but you... That was a one take. That was a one bang. I respect that. Yeah, so I was really banging out Fred again today. So it was a little homage to Fred again, that intro. (laughs) Um, Like it. And yeah, it has been an interesting weekend though, has it not? Indeed it has. I feel positive about football this week, which which is nice. We're back in it, baby. We're (laughs) back in the race. That's how I feel. All things considered, this is a good pod for us because... Pretty much, bar one or two results, every result that's happened this weekend has been pretty favourable. Yeah, it's been really good. Even Spurs winning, not that big of a deal because we know they're going to lose next week. No biggie. 100%. But, you know, let's start at the top. Arsenal 4, Aston Villa 2. I did that the wrong way around. Bollocks, oh well. What a game. <laughs> now, I'm me and Jack are recording this quite late at night, so there may be... I may sound less unenthusi- less enthusiastic than I usually would for such a result. That's just because it's late. It's just because it's late. I'm still happy. I'm still happy. And it's a massive result for Arsenal, especially taking into account what happened at City, at, the, um, at Nottingham City's ground a bit later. But yeah, I mean, Jack, you know what? I'm going to get your thoughts before I go into this one. Well, I was going to ask you, so listener, eagle-eyed listeners will know that we actually did do a pod last week. And that's because we have actual social lives, and sometimes, very rarely, they take priority. That was a bit. Of a this is this man. is. I don't have a social you know, life business. I don't. No, Hugh has a social. He's being. He has a social. Hugh, I'm covering for us. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we definitely didn't just both decide to go out for beers and not text each other. That is not what happened. No, no. Who told you that? What? <laughs> that didn't happen. Anyway, after the midweek, I feel like all Arsenal fans were miserable. The title was over. City were installed as a betting favourite. And then like four days later, it swings again. And I thought this was a really, really good game for the neutral. It was just really enjoyable. Like, there's the the narrative of the old manager and the old goalkeeper who both seemed to not like Arsenal very much. There were some, like, a wide variety of exceptional goals, a lot of drama, late comebacks, like villain to hero, a story arc for Jorginho. And then there was like Tom Hanks just had a little bit of stardust on top of it. Don't know why he was there. Didn't know he supported Aston that Villa, but I rate weird. it. You know, yeah. I rate it. And yeah, it was good, man. Like Ollie Watkins got his fourth goal in four games. I like that. And I feel like you must have been very concerned at that point. 2-1 down at half time. Heads were down. But Arteta, he got the boys up. 18 shots in the second half. I think the most this season of any team. So you can tell that He's obviously, Arteta's gone to the whiteboard, he's drawn a heart, he's drawn a brain, and he's said some words, and he's got the players going again. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention that. I, f- I thought we covered the City game, but we didn't, did we? So yeah, I came into this weekend thinking we were going to continue our poor form. It just felt like it was going to be a tough game. Villa were going to come out really hard at us. Unai Emery, of all people, obviously is going to do one do one over on us. Um, and it was a really deflating deflating loss after City because arguably you could say that we were unlucky 
obviously it was quite lucky the penalty but you could arguably say that also all the City goals there was an element of luck or us fucking up basically and passing it straight to De Bruyne and then looping over his head yeah. anyway not, not so much luck as just just being terrible just, just Eric Dyer moments we choked it we choked it against the best the best team in the country there's no shame in that but anyway coming into this game really thought like we were going to lose and as you say Ollie Watkins with a very kind of impotent slam into the bottom corner the kind of finishes that's just like oh like he shouldn't be scoring from there like no way yeah. you know it's like he made it look easy as well so that was it kind of set the tone and you thought oh god like, it's like the worst start possible <laughs> um, and then you know to our credit Saka just it was, a, it was an interesting one from Saka it was like a catapult it was so hit so hard into the roof of the net 1-1 and then they come back again at us you know we're sloppy at the moment and we're conceding a lot of goals really and nice this goal. is Really, really nice goal, goal by the way. really nice goal but it's we're seeing too many goals now and you know why it's because Partey's, Partey's injured Jorginho is very good at what he does but without Partey's cover to that to that defence like this is the outcome and it's going to be for any for, ev- for every Arsenal fan it's going to be watching the rest of the season through your fingers to be honest because looks like Partey's got something niggly still not training as of as of recording right now that's what Thomas Partey does though it's always a small injury that just snowballs into a slightly longer injury he's just a bit injury mm-hmm. prone isn't he mm-hmm. he's just one of those guys that when he gets an injury it's always just long it's always just weeks instead of days or like months instead of weeks it feels it's always like so much that. longer it's just going to rumble like- on I think he's close he's close he's back in training still not in the lineup. you know he'll just keep rolling on I think mm-hmm. I think can't play the same formation if you don't have Thomas Partey because Jorginho as the single holding midfielder doesn't really work as well maybe yeah. a little a little switch you know maybe oh, I don't even know I don't even know what players you've got anymore but maybe someone else in there to support him maybe a double pivot there, there is no you know? one he is the most defensively minded midfielder in the El Nenny bring in El Nenny oh. hence why we but you got to tighten up yeah. Got, 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 rid of, got rid of Lokonga as well so you there's know, no there, loss there's no loss but it's just less numbers in midfield do you know what I mean so mm. I mean Jorginho really got caught out for the first goal he just he just did nothing you know he got ball, caught, got caught ball watching and next thing you know Watkins has blazed past him um, but like you say from hero to villain let's just go straight into it obviously you know what let's not go straight into it Martinez was time wasting from like the 47th minute which was pretty infuriating for every Arsenal fan, as you can imagine. A little he extra doesn't like bit you, hurt. does he? He doesn't like uh, you. He doesn't like that he got sold. I think he's just, you know, he's one of those people. I mean, I get it, you know. Yeah, it, it, he kind of left. It was a weird one, wasn't it? Because he was our most sellable asset that summer we sold him. And we were in the luxury of having two good goalkeepers in Berlin and Emmy Martinez. And we couldn't guarantee that Martinez would still be number one. So I feel like it was best outcome, all things considered, but. Yeah, I feel like Emi Martinez must have thought he was just going to be undisputed number one at Arsenal. It hasn't quite worked out like that. So he probably had something 100%. to prove. You know, like I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I still remember what Emi Martinez did for us, but he was testing my patience. I feel like if he hadn't scored <laughs> that own goal, then it, I'd be saying something very different. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what he does, though, mate. He rolls you up. He's a, he's a wind-up merchant. He's got the mind games like to mate. a T. It was very fitting. Came thick and fast, eh? Came it was very fast. fitting that, of course, the ball went off him, off off the back of his head as How well. How often do you see a goal like that as well? Like it's like so unfortunate, so unfortunate. It was to off your head. It was like a, it was like one of those silly FIFA goals where you just like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, was it's that? just like this is this is this is broken. This is bugged. Yeah, 
Yeah, 93rd minute as well. God. What was your reaction? Were you watching in the pub? You know what? This sounds really bad for you as listeners, but I was actually doing a Nets practice with the boys. This <laughs> 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 was at the Thomas Park doing Nets. <laughs> it was middle-class activity ever on a Sunday afternoon, so... I didn't actually watch it live, but I have watched the full match replay. It just didn't have the same, the same feeling yeah. knowing the end result. Um, I feel like if I had watched it live, we wouldn't have won four two. We would have lost two one or drawn two two. It feels You're like you're just that. not going to watch any more games this season because every game's a cup final now. So yeah, well, I mean, I've watched every game since we beat Man United and we've lost them all. And this is the only one that I haven't watched. And we won four <laughs> two. So let's see, let's see. Um, speak for themselves. Yeah, but it's a massive result. And it, weirdly, Arsenal now could go five points top if they win their game in hand. Which the losing to City is, you know, the way that it was spoken about, and the way it felt, you know, it was like it was done, and it's not, not done. done. There's many more twists left in this title race, and who no one wants knows. it. No, no one wants it right now. No. What I will say is that from a Liverpool fan to an Arsenal fan, like having City chase you in a title race is a horrendous experience because they are an absolute machine. Like they just wear mm. you down mentally. Every time you think you're going to like get one up on them, they're there, straight behind you. I almost feel like they, they subconsciously, the City as a team, don't actually want to be first at this point in the season. It's too early for them to go top. You know? Yeah. They're like, they're like Predator, you know? They'll they're, do they're it at the business you. end. Yeah. You know, when we get to like 32, 33 games played, they'll just, that's when they come into their own. And that's where we'll probably falter, if I have to call it. I think it'll be neck and neck until about six to eight games left. And then they'll I hope it out. comes down to that like I think it's like within four games I think you play them or five games I hope it I hope it comes down to that kind of game like you're mm. very close still well it's all I reckon there'll be it'll, it'll come to a crescendo at the Etihad when we when we face them off in the Premier League uh, yeah that's exactly what I'm hoping that's for that's going to be brutal be hopefully cool. we have our whole, we have our full team um, but before we move on from this spectacular Arsenal win let's just talk about Martinelli celebrating before he scored a goal that is ultimate shithousery and the perfect response to Eddie Martinez and his and his antics. Actually, no, let's talk about his antics again. Because Unai Emery had some interesting comments after, didn't he? He was just basically saying... He wasn't like, best pleased, was he? He was like, what the fuck was he doing, guys? You see that shit? That's basically what the comments were in manager form. <laughs> <laughs> I do not contone that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that wasn't me. Like, I'm not doing oh, that. I didn't tell him to go up, so... Uh... Someone else must have done. He was brutal though. He was like, you know, like you might one in a hundred might go in, but twenty out of a hundred will go the other way. Just basically hit him with, you know, figures, man. So yeah, wasn't best pleased. If I'm being, if I'm being very critical, when it is the ninety seventh minute, I don't see any harm in him going up. It's not like they're going to get another chance. No, I don't think it was the worst thing. I think he was more annoyed because he also spoke about how they were wasting too much time and they want to be the instigator in a football match they don't want mm. to be reactive and you say you know we, we had 18 shots in the second half they did just shut up shop and you know hold out for a result and that's not what you know I really wants from his team so I think it's probably more annoying at that but it interesting almost worked, it almost worked it almost worked it's a very different narrative if it's 2-2 very different there can be no arguing I know they've been on a bit of a poor run but Aston Villa are a better team for Unai's appointment think about where yeah, they were this is the a very very different beast um, last mm-hmm. question for you Lee Mason leaves professional refereeing for good refereeing for good how do you feel pushing a man out of a job it's it's only right I think the PGMRL <laughs> have seen have seen the TikTok 
<laughs> they've listened to the pod <laughs> and they they agreed with what I was saying you know and I, I'd, I'd hate to feel guilty but he's been stealing a living for at least the last seven years you know <laughs> I'm pretty sure he retired as a referee ages ago so why is he still involved you know I think it you know jokes aside I do feel like it's quite a big thing that he's he's walked away because the other guy who made the mistake against Brighton hasn't you know walked off I almost feel like Lee Mason's actually been like yeah I did it on purpose do you know what I mean like behind closed doors he was like yeah I'll fucking hate Arsenal and he just that's it just walked off he's fine you know he's, he's done his bit so say la vie say la vie Lee no, it's been fun no remorse from Hugh what a savage he is mate fuck you Lee Mason man. anyway <laughs> <laughs> One last jab on the way out. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> oh, speaking of people getting hit by the door on the way out, Chelsea nil, nice. Southampton one. Chelsea. Now, enough, I actually did watch this one live. So okay, well, I'll say a few bits and I'll hand over to you for some in- in-game analysis. Here's some stats, listener. Chelsea have one win in their last ten games in all competitions. One win. I'm pretty sure it's it's two wins out of 16 maybe it's two wins out of 16 as well I think so, it might be two wins since the 5th of November for Chelsea hey <laughs> where are you getting these stats from because <laughs> I literally went through this with um, my flatmate the other day where we were discussing Chelsea's absolutely diabolical form and I think the uh, the the commentary on the game that we were watching they mentioned the, the two wins out of 16 I did it a little recap yeah. and yeah the last time they won two games since like a, a win against Dynamo Zagreb in November last year two I wins. remember that one yeah I remember two that two wins oh goodness me I didn't know it was that bad but it's bad isn't it that's really it's, bad it's terrible four goals in the last ten games and I Shocking. think I think it's yeah four goals in 2023 I think it might have even been like four goals four goals in the league since the first of November four goals 600 mil four goals I'll tell you what 150 mil okay these are silly maths but it is probably about 50 mil a goal this season I know it doesn't work like that but I'm just saying there is a real lack of yeah goal scoring threat even though I feel like this game it wasn't for the want of trying like there are many chances to put it away there's almost like an allergy to scoring at the moment for Chelsea like, it's all very Graham Potter mate in this first season at Brighton but, oh, dude, what was that you see the Southampton like double clearance off the line where Raheem yeah. Sterling it's like, what are you supposed to do when it's, it's just not your day it's not your day but it just hasn't been their day for months so I don't know where this it is the to. problem there is an element that they're always unlucky but after a while you yeah. have to see the theme you have to see the yeah. bigger picture for the record I'm a fan of Potter and I feel like his appointment was a good step for like British coaches because we've always complained, oh, British coaches don't get the top job. And then David Moyes got the top job, terrible. Now Potter gets the top job, it's going terrible. And so we don't want this mm. to become David Moyes' V2, but it, it is in danger of that. It's in, I think it's in the danger zone now, personally. Like losing to the bottom club at home. Southampton have just sacked their manager. They're pretty rubbish. And it was it was pretty even, if I'm honest. It was quite even. They've lost to Dortmund midweek. James Will Prowse obviously mm, scored a free kick. Nothing, yeah, what a free kick. We'll come back to that. That's what he does. Yeah, with, with yeah. Potter, just... I feel like he's a bit protected because he is a British manager. He was the up and coming British manager. If it was a foreign manager and they got beaten by Southampton at home after this wretched run of, run of form, 
they'd be getting absolutely pilloried compared. But I just feel like they've got a stick. It's a bit of a sticky one, right? Because Chelsea fans have always, well, for the last 20 years, all they've known is immediate success. If it's not immediate success, it's drop and change. Mm. Whereas now, it's a diff- completely different approach. You know, the signs are that he's just going to stay. And I think they have to, isn't it? You know, what's the point of getting someone in now to maybe get Champions League and then start again? You know, like they're not, they don't want to do that as owners. So I think they've just got to grin and bear it for a while, Chelsea fans. I think he's there until at least next year before they seriously consider getting rid of him. But it's really bad. The crazy thing for as Chelsea well fans. is how much money he's actually, they've invested in him specifically. Mm-hmm. So they paid Brighton mm-hmm. about 20 mil to get him. And then they've given him a contract that's worth about 10 or 12 mil a year, I think. Five it's a five-year contract. contract. So yeah. you're looking at a price tag of 80 mil over those five years. Obviously, he's not going to leave for nothing. That's a hell of a lot of money to back your man. You kind of you kind of tied yourself Mate. into it. Mate, like, there's a, like, we said it from the start. Well, everyone said it from the start. There's a reason why you don't give that little contract to the manager. <laughs> Especially like a manager in that situation where it's Graham Potter coming from a smaller club. You know, maybe Ancelotti, yeah. you can get him on a five-year contract, but up and coming, two years, you know? Because two, three years, you know, yeah, you see how it bro. goes. He would have done two or three anyway, you know? So, yeah, you know, they're getting a crash course in football ownership and it's been really fun to watch. It's like a social experiment. Um, now let's move on to James Ward-Prowse because it was the best moment of the game. It was clean, bro. Clean. Yeah, mate. It's just, it's just actually so predictable. It's like, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It's not normal how good he is at free kicks. Like you see him over the free kick, and you're like, it's gonna score. I think he's I the think... best free kick taker, apart from maybe like Messi. Maybe he is. Yeah, Messi's at the top of 26. I think he's got 17 in the top five leagues since like fuck knows 2015 or whatever. So yeah, you know he's up there. He's he's one year. He's one goal off David Beckham's record in the Premier League just to kind of give you context on where he's at and so interesting he just looks so natural like his technique his run up and everything there's no like stance there's no puff out of the breath it just looks so routine for him just to ping it in like that and to get such dip on it where it's actually hitting like the bottom left as opposed to you know, like the top corner. It's just mental how he gets it so up and down. I go on for ages. He's elite, and he may be the only thing stopping Southampton from going down this season, to be honest with you. Yeah, if he goes down, I feel like every club should be interested in him as a squad player. I'd take him. He's young, I'd take he's him. English. Yeah. He's what, like 27, so he's decent age. Probably get yeah. him for like 30 mil. And he's an absolute weapon. He's got a very unique skill set. Like, if you get a free kick and you need a goal, you just bring him on. Even if if he's not on the pitch already, well, is the only player ever where I get excited? If, if like I got excited when I saw he had a free kick, even though I thought it was quite a hard distance. And in, if you looked at it, it was quite straight. It was quite narrow. Like it was quite central where the ball was placed, put down. I almost feel like when there's more whip, it's easier to score. So it's just so impressive, and he just makes it look so easy. So all credit to Southampton. Great goal. They deserved it. They had some other chances, and they defended really well. You know, like new manager bounce. I believe so. Do you know what I mean? But great yeah. result. Love Room it. has it. Love it. They like the assistant coach. He was brought in in that coach overhaul in the summer and they, they like him and he wants the job, mate. He dressed the part. And I reckon he'll probably get it. Southampton have no idea what they're doing right now. So why not give but, it to him? I think give, if give someone... It the end of the season. Yeah. If it's someone that's familiar with the players until the end of the season, 
he's got as good as chance as anyone of getting him up after the Nathan Jones debacle. Uh, one more word on Azpilicueta. Um, that was an awful, awful injury. Honestly, I watched it live and I've never heard a sound like that in the football field. I thought he was dead. But he's fine. He's he's recovered. He posted a picture on Twitter where he looked like nothing had happened. So it's great news. Um, <laughs> Classic yeah. Dave. Classic Dave. Just so, just so bloody dependable. Just I have to say. He's under the radar, doesn't he? I feel like no matter your allegiance, I think everyone kind of had, like, has a respect for him. Cause he's been there for such a long time. He's been such a good servant. He's probably, this might be hyperbolic, I feel like he's Chelsea's best ever signing in terms of longevity, quality and cost. Because he costs like six mil, I think. And he's got like 400 pounds. Frank Lampard. No, nah, he went to City. He's a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness nah, me. No, nah, nah, he's yeah, up there. Right. He's you're definitely right. up but there. But he's up there. He's definitely up there. He's up there. All right, let's go. Let's move this forward. Nottingham Forest 1, Manchester City 1. Just when you think you know what's going to happen in the title race. City stumble. They went into this game like favourites, I'd say. And then, mm. yeah, boom, just just couldn't score. If I'm honest, on another day, this was like 4-0 to City. Easy. They had so many chances. And I don't How really Haaland missed happened. that one. That was the double, the double chance from Haaland off the crossbar. That is probably rarer is, than a 4 If that was Darwin Nunes, there'd be a lot of memes right now. It was Darwin Nunes-esque. It was Darwin Nunes-esque. He's just got he's got money in the bank, isn't he, Harland? He's just got credit in the bank. Like, he's, he's banged in quite a few. But he just felt like once he'd done that, it wasn't going to be City's day and Nottingham Forest were going to get one. And lo and behold, it was a great goal on the break. And they did it. They bloody did it. Didn't they have like... It was a good goal. 67% possession or something ridiculous City throughout the whole game. Maybe even more. Just to say how much they dominated this game and I don't know if this is a sign of City cracking I think it was just a really unlucky day for City so I'm not going to deep dive analyse this one too much although you know they did need a wonder goal to, to break the scoring and what a goal it was maybe one of my favourite goals this year because it He's was back. such good technique wasn't it? it yeah he does that though Bernardo Silva is such a fun player such a good player but mm. putting him as some sort of weird hybrid left back this is too far. This is not going to end well. See, Where I, does the girl come from? An overload down the right side. Bro, don't, it I don't know, make sense I, anymore. I was trying to explain to you that I don't even know how to explain what his position is. But yeah, he is playing auxiliary left back all over the yeah. pitch player. Crazy. What, what's happened is he's taken Cancelo and he's gone, right, that was really good because Cancelo was basically <laughs> a midfielder. So I could just put any midfielder there and they could just be a mm. defender. But it doesn't work both ways, you know? Pep's, no Pep's got confused do. he's overthought yeah. it Bernardo Silva is signed as a right winger and now he's ended up playing left back he <laughs> be Oh, you'd be fuming wouldn't you I mean would look, there's only one man who can do that job and that's James Milner and they let him go alright there's only one man who can True. play right wing and left the back original auxiliary wing back because he can play both can't he Jamie Milner you can play wherever you want mate yeah, yeah, and he would, he would. Um, so, what do you, about City? Like, what do you, what do you reckon? Do you reckon this is a sign of anything more than just a little wobble? I do feel like they are a little. They're just a little bit worse than they have been in recent years. And like, if they do win the title, it won't be a vintage. It'll just be like, ah, uh, everyone was just a bit worse than us. But it's not like they're going to romp home. I don't think they've just sold mm. too many key players, and they just haven't like. They've just bought Haaland, really, haven't they? 
Like they've got rid of so many key players. Cancelo, Sterling, um, Jesus, and who's the other one? There's one more. It's just like they just they just changed it. They didn't need to. Yeah, uh, you know, and these mm. are all like pretty important players, and they got Haaland, they got Alvarez, and then just yeah, I don't know. I just think big summer is coming, unless they get scared about all the financial things, but. Feel like Jude Bellingham is imminent, or someone like that. Something very big is going to happen in the summer, I think, because mm. they just look a bit off it. Yeah. So, I feel like there's an opportunity. I feel like there's an opportunity to actually win. See, win I the don't. I don't. I think that they're just gonna they're just gonna romp home. Still, they've just got the experience, mate. They are those guys in this league. It's just it has to be said. Um, right. Well, I think Forest are going to be fine. Before we move on to a game that I'm sure you're really looking forward to doing. Um, I think Forest are going to be good. I think they're going to be fine. And I think that... I agree, mate. I agree. Their transfer strategy has proven to be genius. And Steve Cooper, low-key, is a genius. And I think the biggest compliment that I can pay them is that they've actually got out of that relegation fucking slog down there in the bottom. They're out of that. You know what I mean? They've pulled themselves Mm -hmm. out of the mire when they were firmly in there. And they're doing really well. Yeah. And they're They're one point. One point behind Crystal Palace. And we both agree, Chris Palace are fine. So therefore, they're fine. I would like to yeah. say that the goal difference is shocking. The goal difference is still minus twenty, which is doesn't matter. Truly no. horrendous. You can take and some beatings, I, I feel like I can blame a lot of that on Jesse Lingard. Where's the goals, bro? That could be minus fifteen with a bit of help. They signed so many soft. strikers. You're I, a bit we don't have time though. to look at this. Look. How many strikers have they bought? How many strikers have Forrest bought and how many goals have they all got between them? I bet you they've got less goals than there are strikers. So if they bought five strikers, I reckon they've got four goals between them. They've got fucking none. They're rubbish. It doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? More more is more. You know, it's not about more is less and less is more. Now more is more. This is the super. More is more. More is more. Nottingham Forest FC. Okay? Right. Great. Good stuff. Right. Newcastle... This is a great game, this one. Newcastle United nil, Liverpool 2. Thoughts? It was a really good game. I enjoyed it a lot. Probably was pretty much done within about 30 minutes. And actually, after that, Newcastle were actually probably the better team for the majority. Weird, wasn't it? Um, I feel like it was just a tale of two different goalkeepers. Both very noticeable for different reasons. I feel like Alisson had a really good game. Oh, it's depressing how often he has to make like unbelievable saves and I think he made three especially really in the first 10 saves. minutes I don't know what happens in the first 10 minutes but Liverpool's defence like fuck it you know just take your time boys yeah. while everyone's running around them um, he does Stupid. get you out of some sticky spots you think if Almer had popped that away completely different game but set the tone and yeah just so calm like his save on Almeron yeah. just bapped it away caught it it's just easy he just looks so he just big. looks so chill he's such mm. a chill guy and like his goal kick and release for Salah which is a very classic combo was the reason that Nick Pope got sent off so he was probably the most important Liverpool player and then he obviously you got Nick Pope Salah at the other well. end you know we've yeah, seen that they... link up the Allison over the top to, to Salah many times now so mm-hmm. yeah, it's a weapon mate it's a weapon but yeah Nick Pope just had just the most un-Nick Pope performance really like He's such a solid, dependable Almost goalie. He's like, like his name was Tyrone Ming. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was a full Tyrone. 
love those. It was a 10 out of 10 full Tyrone. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Fucking ring the music. <laughs> Need to get a Tyrone. Um, what a treat. That, yeah. What a bloody treat. What do you think happened? Do you think he momentarily forgot where he was? 100%. 100%. He just went he's like, kind of like autopilot. Yeah, because when you fall down and the ball's near you, you spent the whole life just grabbing it and holding on to it. Yeah, but he initially went for like this diving header and he's obviously fluffed. Yeah, because that's because that's he was running to do that, but then when that didn't work out, then he, he hadn't planned what happened next, you know? He then it was just autopilot. Just like, or Phil Jones and just died with his head, you know? And just, just carried on, just carried on crawling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eddie Howe had some funny comments saying he felt the red card was harsh, but you'd only think it was harsh if you just ignore the rules of the game quite clear isn't it when it comes to Eddie Howe mate he's a company man through and through he will never say anything bad about Newcastle or their owners he is just (laughs) he's just he's just he's just a shill he's a fucking shill he's just just a bloody shill you know he's He's a a good he's a good guy and I like him but goodness me he chats an absolute doo doo he's a shill for the Saudis now I mean, let's talk about the ramifications for Nick Pope. So he misses the Carabao Cup final next week. But obviously, Martin Dubravka was early, earlier was on loan earlier at Manchester United and therefore cup tied because uh, he got recalled six months in in January. It's, it's brilliant. Yep, it's the return who has not played a competitive game since February 2021 for Besiktas. Lloris Carius. Now I've seen some amazing comments already about this. My favourite one was probably from a Liverpool fan I don't know he was like well he was good in his last final wasn't he he's <laughs> <laughs> oh. like brilliant oh I love this game and oh, it's just funny how fake and you know he's just going to win it now he's going to be like a penalty shootout winner and he's going to get that redemption arc that no one ever saw coming I hope so because those are the best stories like the ones that you just don't see coming like Xhaka you know we thought he was gone we thought he was done Mm. and now he's there so I would like to see it because look I feel like somewhere at some point Loris Karras was, an, was a reasonable goalkeeper he was reasonable at one point and then he's just he just ruined his life and that's pretty harsh so wouldn't it be nice wouldn't it be nice for everyone if it went well but I have a horrible feeling it's not going to go well because why would it he hasn't played a game for like two years or something and mentally Mate, just have he seems broken he's fine he's like a bodybuilder now isn't he he's wham so mate Newcastle going to win it with their third choice goalkeeper take that hold that L United hold that L anyway we're moving away from the actual game so let's talk about Liverpool love that though let's talk about back Liverpool. baby clean sheet back. second clean sheet in a row I don't know when you last done that and it was good Nunes scored a great goal Martin Tyler was elated if you heard the Sky commentary during the game <laughs> Martin Tyler could absolutely Martin do that what is his bro. problem mate check out our Twitter because I have retweeted a hilarious a hilarious video about the commentary during that game which I feel like he's got issues mate Martin Tyler he's got issues got, he doesn't he don't, can't hide his content anymore for Liverpool and I'm here for it to be fair in that old age he's just had enough I'm a fucking biased commentator and that's that. <laughs> fair enough mine but it was a good goal for Nunes and it was a great goal I love the know, goal it was he's chaotic goal. yeah 
amazing, amazingly bad but good first touch off his chest unintentionally. And then what does he do? He just absolutely fucking levels it for no reason. It. Just rifles like, it. Yeah. There's no need. No, there's no need it, like, to hit it. The that one hard. in ten times that it goes in, it looks sick. Like it looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep going. Uh, but yeah, really, really good performance. It's a shame that he looks like an injury scare for Real on Tuesday. That's a shame. Yeah, but luckily it was good to see Firmino and Jota come back. Jota mm. looks pretty good. So finally, we've got a few Not of the big, the big boys VVD. back. Yeah, VVD's back as well. So it's like there's stuff there, and we all know from a Liverpool fans' perspective where we were gushing, and it was a singular turn from an 18-year-old. <laughs> One shimmy playing out from the back for the second goal from Bacetic, and now we're all moist. Second coming of Jesus. We've got oh, the new Xavi Alonso. He is a good and little he's player. Right here. Yeah, he's, he's a good little he's player. Good. Yeah, just got to develop him. I mean, I feel like Thiago's injuries come at a good time for him, to be honest. I think I said this before. It's come at a great time. Now, I did want to. I need to pull you up on something. So, at the halfway review, I. I I singled out Liverpool for fourth place. Everyone you did laughed. actually. You laughed, and I said the big hitters will come back. I think it could happen. I think it could really happen. Newcastle will flop in. Tottenham look a bit erratic. You know, Liverpool on the ascendancy. It can only encourage you when players like VVD, Yota, Firmino, the regulars start coming back, especially after a tough time. Mm. And you know, what? I mean, look at the table. Look at the table, and you tell me if you really think, or even even at this early stage, if it's out of the realm oh, of possibility bro. now. Bro, I think this victory was so important. I feel like there's genuine belief again across the mm. fan base, which means there's definitely belief amongst the team. There's something to you chase. You win the now. games in hand, like you win those two games in hand, you're a point behind Tottenham in fourth. Yeah, it's game you're on. straight back in it. Straight back. Obviously, it's you've got to win those two games, but it's in your hands again. You can't say the same for Chelsea, for example, who are free falling. So there you go, mate. Yeah, bro. This league, you anything can happen. I'm not smart because they'll smart. probably they'll probably lose the next five now and then I'll, I'll look really stupid but no we do I'm tend to be better, better in the second half of the season we're, we're better at chasing after Christmas we'll yeah. be there or thereabouts well anyway. I think that's a good time to take a break and we shall be back with the rest of the Premier League fixtures straight in we go straight in because we're on a we're on a deadline so Manchester United 3 Leicester City nil. the inevitability of Marcus Rashford continues just two goals this time mm. rubbish. Um, rubbish that takes his tally to 14 goals in the Premier League this season which I'll be honest I thought it'd be more but 24 goals in all comps so pretty good he looks pretty unplayable probably on current form the second best striker in the world right now after Mbappe I'd put Haaland in third at this point. Mbappe? Personal preference. Yeah. No, I'd put Mbappe first and then Rashford and then Haaland in terms of the most dangerous strikers right now. Actually, oh. forget it all. Oshi Men's number one. I'm not having it anymore. So oh. Apologies. No, I think you're forgetting about a certain Balogun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's that's not the stupidest shout in the world. He's mean, probably he scored, in the top, he's scored top 20 more than right Mbappe. now. He's scored more than Mbappe. So... I know who I'd rather have though in my team. Oh, yeah. Me too. Balogun. But yeah. 
yeah. Well, you know, you might get your wish soon. <laughs> no, no, he'll come back and be shit for us. But anyway, that was that was an awful tangent. Um, yeah, Rashford. Let's talk about Rashford. So he did bits against Barca. He's stop? done bits again. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't slow down. All of the Manchester United fans who are like, oh, we can't replace Ronaldo's goals. Oh, yes, you can. 24 goals. That's, That's what crazy. Ronaldo brought last season. Where they at? They're right here. That's crazy. Rashford's got bags of them. That it's is like, crazy. Look how much better you are. You've got a striker who can score goals mm. and actually runs. Oh, my God. you got so much better. Oh, no. We've got, like, prime... This is prime Rashi. This is the Rashi that we were promised. It's very rare. This isn't is it? the best version. This is this yeah. this is something else. This is the this, this is, is a beast. This is like the Rash, but this is the Rashford I mean, what well, we all thought we were going to get when he when he burst onto the scene. You know what I mean? We thought this is the player he was mm-hmm. destined to develop into, and then it looked like it wasn't going to happen. And now he just looks so like un- uncompromising in what he does. It's just it's just ruthless, mate. Really, oh, mate. I hope he leaves United. Yeah, way, will do. No, well, he has what I think a year and a half left on his contract, mm. but he does have a big contract. So I'm not going to lie; you'd think parity of Jaden Sancho on 350k was inevitable at this point. Mm. But you and know what? Manchester United seems a much better place now, so I reckon he'll stay. Where would he go? Yeah. Wherever Arsenal. he wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a good uh. game. For Jaden Sancho as well. Everything yes. Eric Ten Hag does turns to gold. The man can do no wrong. He sent Sancho away for a little retreat in Bora Bora to find himself. And he's back. And he scored two goals in two games. Eric Ten Hag is the GOAT. He knows everything. I don't understand it. Man United was not fixable. And he's made it. He's fixed it. Already. Let's check. No, it is This guy's actually a genius. He's he a genius. Is a genius. It, is. it does feel like every decision he's making is coming off. Feel like he yeah. he's 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 way ahead of schedule. He should he should be up there for manager of the year if he carries this on. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, there's only one right answer, and that's Marco Silva. But we'll get on to that. But mm. Ten Hag is doing an amazing job. Best Man United manager since Fergie already. Like I like that it. he said it fits because I saw that he basically described United's first half performance as rubbish, quote unquote. And I just like that mate, just that Dutch directness. He just yeah. He calls he's it very as he Dutch, sees isn't he? It. Yeah, he's exactly like, as he sees it. If he could say shit, I'm pretty sure he's sworn on TV a couple of times and had to apologise. So maybe he's finally learned the word rubbish as a replacement. But I'm sure he would have said they were shit <laughs> in the first half. You know, like it's just the kind of bloke he is. And they were, but they still scored. And it's like, see, that's the niggly annoying United that we all grew up on. It's that inevitable yep. United win. It's just who can do better. So well speaking of inevitable United wins and sort of throwback there were two very contentious decisions in this game which really highlight that Man United are truly back because they got away with a few old traffic oh I saw the one on very Fa- Man United. Fa- Faz. first was Sabitzer's challenge on Valt Fires just just literally studs studs straight into his thigh it's definitely a red it, it's definitely a red Var didn't didn't ask the ref to look at it ref missed it could have been a very different game it was very, very, very bad. So they got away with one there. And then Rashford's second goal, it looked a bit offside. They drew all the lines. It wasn't offside. But does anyone trust the lines these days? I don't personally. I don't trust I like the that. lines. I like a conspiracy, so I'm going to say he was offside. I'm going to say he was offside. And it was Lee very Mason. 
back at it again you know and his favourite place <laughs> Old Trafford one last you know. twist in the tail one last twist he's just there in a little fucking cloak with a little dagger you know to be <laughs> obvious all right come on call it I'm beside him so. do you know what it was he walks into you know like in Scooby Doo where they finally catch him and they take off yeah. the mask and it was Lee Mason. <laughs> Lee Mason's still yeah. employed at VAR. He's going to keep coming uh, back. Yeah. Oh, God. He's always there. He's always watching. <laughs> Howard Webb is actually just Lee Mason. Lee Mason's in just like, you know, like an earpiece. Yeah, God, man. It could go so Has anyone ever seen Howard Webb and Lee Mason in the same room? Question. Honestly, let us know if they've ever been pictured in the same place at the same time because me and Jack starting to suspect... I tell you what, you know what all this is going to lead to is one day Lee Mason's obviously we're going to do a pod of Lee Mason, and it's going to be it's going to be a hard story episode. up, mate. Story up, you know, full circle <laughs> yeah. vibes. Uh, a what quick we'll word do on is we'll sit you oh, both sorry. on a table facing each other. You know, we'll just let you. We'll just film it, just see how it goes. Yeah. We'll just play, what, what do they do? We'll in just play boxing? snippets. Yeah, we'll do it like that, like a face off. The gloves we'll are just off. Play snippets <laughs> of what you used to say about Lee Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that to be fair, Lee. If you're listening, I know you've got a lot of spare time now, so you know, hit us up if you if you do. <laughs> you're looking for work, mate. <laughs> if you're looking to diversify yourself, yeah, there's always a spot for you on the pod, mate. Come and explain yourself. Yeah, we just won't put you in charge of editing because you know. <laughs> yeah, many straight lines. Um, a little a little general point. Isn't it nice to see the three England players who missed the penalties and got racially abused? By a load of scumbags, all doing well. Isn't that nice? Isn't that? Isn't that like poetic justice? Poetic if you justice. were racist to Sancho or Rashford or Saka, you still don't get to enjoy it. You're still a racist. The sad thing is, is like majority of those racists probably would support either of United or Arsenal. Yeah, you know, it's the same. Fashion. You don't get to enjoy it. You don't get it both ways. It's weird, honestly. Guy, people who are racist in like you know, like the the anime Instagram profiles where they have like a picture of some anime character what who are you guys like what are you are you like old men or are you little kids I just can't figure out with them guys I th- I remember there was one with Wilf Saha and he called him out and he was literally like 14 year old boy yeah I was like come on bro what kids why are you so racist like do you, what's going on let us know answers on a postcard any what? racist kids yeah we want to know why are you so racist yeah god What's see. wrong with you? Jesus Christ, kids. For God's sake. Educate yourself. You'll never get a job. Bloody Jesus. hell. No to racism. Right. That's, that's a good place to end it. I like that. But I agree. Free Kings, it feels good. It feels good. And it feels good, like you say, to see Jadon Sancho playing well. Mm. It's annoying, though, because I really don't like praising United. So let's just move on to another team I don't like. Tottenham Hotspur 2, <laughs> West Ham United 0. I watched this live and it was a really boring game. I'm just going to throw it out there. Besides the two goals, it was honestly a really turgid game, this one. and so I just, let's talk about the goals. Let's oh, talk about the goals. No, no, I was going to, I was in a roundabout way going to get there anyway. Um, okay, Emerson Royale's goal was a weird one. Why the hell was Ben Davies assisting Emerson Royale for a goal when they were like the two furthest advanced players of Tottenham's team? Left wing back and right wing back suddenly meeting in the middle. Harry Kane's playing like fucking centre back. What's going on? Like Harry, what's going on? Someone tell me what's going. On. What's happened? What's going on? Is we we all, without realising it, have entered Conte's mind for that small moment, <laughs> and this was his wet dream. It was yeah. It was the two fullbacks two combining. Fullbacks. 
Yeah. Finally, the the wing backs finally meeting in the penalty area in the middle. Well, He's been trying to make it happen at Tottenham for a season and a half, and it finally happened. And I think we just we just saw Conte's final form right there. Did we just see a, a Conte wet dream? I think we just saw a Conte wet dream. <laughs> God damn, man! Well, thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Dang boy, yeah, it was a weird one. I remember we couldn't believe that Ben Davies and there, Emerson Royale just there, you know, playing like prime Thierry Henry, just passing it into the net. It was, it was, it was great. It was great football, man. It was really good. Very talk about, odd and very talk good. Talk about Son's goal. That touch to take it from the pass. Ah, mm. oh, it's it's not credited enough, is it? That touch that made the goal. Like not every player can do yeah. that. That's why Son's elite. Like because. Eddie Nketiah can't do that. If he could do that, he'd score twice as many. It was, you know? it was just like he just made it. He made it with the touch. It was, he basically, it was, oh. he assisted himself. He assisted That's how good himself. it was. Because it wasn't an easy ball to take. Harry Kane zipped it into him, and he's hit it on no. the stride. So it's so easy to just over, over hit the touch or you know, take a too heavy a touch. You know, Darwinino's no offense. The king was just taking that really heavy touch. Whoa! Yes, bro. Whoa. Yes. Darwin I feel Nunez like Son is a more refined Darwin as many Nunez. goals as Son. Shut he up, does. Son. Actually, he no, does. Son. Yeah, I can't believe you said that Son. But <laughs> I feel like, okay, last year's Son is 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 a refined Darwin Nunes for me. Like, when they're playing really well, it looks great. When they're not playing well, it's not good. Mm, that's fair. I'll take that. Oh, I brought it back and, somehow. But I, I do like Son. He's he's a good lad, and wouldn't Spurs be something, eh? If Son could just play well all the time, and Kane and Kulusevski no. could also be fit and firing, what, wouldn't what it a be? Unit that would be. Wouldn't it be, be something, something if Antonio Conte's assistant manager actually was the manager of Tottenham? Do you <laughs> want to know what his win percentage? Do you want to know what his win percentage is for uh, stepping in? Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent over six games. Is it six games? I thought it was two six games. games. No. Counting count the inter games as well at Inter Milan, where he subbed in, and suddenly you're like, hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Do you mean beat City with him, lose 4 1 to Leicester with Conte back, and then now win 2 0 against West Ham? You know, it's just a bit off, it's a bit odd, bro. It's almost like you know, something there. he might be the real G, the one that actually gets the players going, and Antonio is the front. And, oh man. Yeah, I mean you never know. Antonio Conte is like a maverick, so maybe he's just there to put the fear of God in people, do the press conferences. Maybe he's the boss, but he's not that interested in tactics, you know? Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, like he'd be a good boss because you want to fuck with Conte. I wouldn't fuck with Conte. You know, it's a rule by fear kind of vibe, and then the guy might just be you know the mastermind and the lieutenant that gets everyone up. So you never know. You never know. Yeah, but let's like talk that. about let's talk about the hammers because they're looking trash. They're looking really bad. And it's their turn Look, in the relegation spotlight. It's Mr. Pessimism. I've said it before, David Moyes David Moyes is so negative. He's such a negative guy. Mm. Oh, we're going away to a big club. Negative. Declan Rice mm. even said it in his interview. What did he say? When we concede a goal, David Moyes says, You don't concede another one in ten minutes. So they've never got trashed under David Moyes. They lose a lot of games, 2-3-0. Never got trashed, 4-0, 5-0. Because 
They try to not concede any more goals where they concede. They don't try and win. They just try and limit the damage. And then if they're still 1-0, they'll go get it from 80 minutes and see if they can nick something. So negative. They're playing within themselves and David Moyes is negative. That's how I feel. Can't change my mind. He's no, negative I think Nelly. that's pretty fair. He is negative. I feel like he's got enough credit in the bank though for what he's done at West Ham to to see the season out. You just wonder if West Ham board are going to get twitchy fingers soon if they linger. Don't they could they? be so much more. They could be so much more than what they are. They could be 8th, 9th, 10th. Last year they were. Last year they were higher. Yeah, exactly. And the year before they were and higher. No, they're not. I know, but just, Things you know, change, mate. I don't know, the devil's advocate here, but if, you know, let's say you're David Moyes, you've had two, three great seasons at West Ham for one bad season. Is it fair... It's ruthless, baby. One season. I know it's ruthless, and that's the problem. Is like if they do get relegated, then it's a real problem for West Ham. They lose all their assets, they get stripped, can't afford their rent for this. Actually, no, they've got really cheap rent at that stadium. But you know what I mean. You know, like it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's you don't have the luxury, unfortunately, to be you know in the position that David Moyes is in for too long. Otherwise, the, the club might might go down. But it'd be sad to see him go. He's quintessential PL managers. Him, you know what I mean? Like he is. Yeah. He's a part of the furniture. He's like the link. He's, he's a link to a different a different era of football, isn't he? Yeah. He's like a throwback to Premier League years. But he's he still represents here. Like Big Sam, Tony Pulis, <laughs> Neil Warnock, Alan Pardew. Like they're all gone now. We don't have those guys in the Premier anymore. It's a shame. That's so true. The big the big guys. That's all, we've got. <laughs> That's all they were. That, they're just ale drinking, motherfucking bitter drinking guys at the pub <laughs> who just love it. You know, Steve Bruce. Who's replaced Steve Bruce? Do you know what I mean? Sean Dyche is yeah. probably, you know, of that time. I think Sean Dyche is... Sean Dyche is a different animal altogether, mate. You reckon? I saw a video of the Dyche, aka the goat, the 442 goat, and he said he bloody loves raves. He absolutely loves raves. <laughs> oh, yeah, he used to go I to Hacienda that, back yeah. in the day. Cool, could you not imagine? Not the same guy, mate. Sean Dyche is not well, miserable. Dyche. Like David Moyes. Mate, do you reckon he's got that voice because he was just loving the loving the sauce back in the day, just screaming his lungs out? <laughs> he just, just shouted, yeah, he just lost his He might have been like a choir boy back in the day and, you know, just Ravens <laughs> just, just rinsed his voice. It's just changed him beyond belief. And he's become a PFM. Can you oh, imagine? <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Oh, but, we'll you know, never know. And for that reason, anyway, back to it, this is why David Moyes in, all right? Because he represents something about Premier League football that we've lost now. And now we've got, you know what we've got now? And I've noticed this this week, actually. We've entered, and it's Pep's fault, we've entered the turtleneck wanker phase. Pep, turtleneck mm. wanker. Arteta, turtleneck wanker. Marco Silva, no offence, turtleneck wanker. De Zerbi, I'm Stop sorry, wanker. he's a turtleneck wanker. He's so right. They're taking over. They're taking over. Yeah. So many of them. What do they do? They work in business development, marketing, sales, yeah. tech, finance. Uh-huh. They've got the black, We've got the hair, you know. It's us. It's a load of bloody grads who work in the city. They've yeah. taken over. Honestly, the Premier League's got gentrified. That's it. It's, it's, it's lost touch of its roots. and There's no big sound with the earpiece anymore. Right you know? Bring it back. Anyway. These are some facts that you're spitting right here. I um, is, but I'm blown away. I don't even want to talk about the other thing I was going to talk about. <laughs> Let's just carry on. Wow. Yeah, I'd like to, but you know, we've got we got a schedule. <laughs> some Brighton and Hove Albion nil, Fulham one, Marco Silva, the latest 
the latest turtleneck <laughs> wanker to come on the scene. Turtleneck wanker shoot out. the space. Um, the most exciting one, you know, the up and coming. He's got the nicest turtleneck, you know, it's just a, it's, the neck is just a little bit bigger than the rest, you know, it's a new, it's a new type and, yeah, it's shiny. So anyway, it's a big win for Fulham. It's a big win, isn't it? Brighton Hove Albion deserves a huge win. win. But they didn't. Yeah. So. This was, this was a proper smash and grab. And mm-hmm. I love it because it was a smash and grab at the MX. It's just like the best run club got done. Just mm-hmm. by one shot. They just mm-hmm. got done. Like Fulham came. They didn't even try and play that much. Brighton no. absolutely battered them. And then, boom, they just had one shot and they scored an amazing goal from this guy, Solomon, who I... Never heard of, right? Literally, two I was goals, like, who's Solomon? Games. Yeah, who is he? I don't know. Did he sign it's in January? Just, I don't know. As you know, bullshit, I researched him, actually. He's Israeli, he's 23, and he came from Shakhtar, so he's on an emergency loan due to the Ukraine war. So we may oh, never yeah. see him again. But he's well, made he's an impact. really good, isn't he? He's really good. Yeah. How exciting. Those two goals, mate, have resulted in, what, three additional points, maybe? Four additional what, points? What, this one, 100%, yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, this was two extra points. I think last week might have been the winner as well. Can't remember. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Did did Brighton have a chance? I thought like Brighton had a disallowed goal. I could be wrong, though. Could well be wrong. I can't remember it. They had a lot of chances, and Leno, Leno was noticeably good in this game. Like, Leno... I feel like they, had a, they mixed it up a bit, Fulham. Fulham are extremely good at mixing things up. They don't just play one way. And this is why they're, they're doing so well, I think. In this game, they set up really defensively, but they're very compact. They didn't have like a really deep back line, mm. but they like had a really deep midfield line. So it was just like two banks of eight, or two banks of four, super tight. Then Leno just swept the shit out of everything that came behind them. Like He was coming out and sweeping very aggressively. Sometimes I felt like he was going to give away a penalty, but he did really well. And He's a good keeper. He was like... He, he just went full Neuer in this game. Like, anything that came near the, like, 18-yard box, he was like, bam, that's mine. Boom. I still think it's absolutely criminal that we sold him for, like, five mil, maybe even less, like, three mil. It's absolutely yeah. criminal. It's absolutely nonsense that we've sold them. Bear Leno for, like, three mil. But there you go. Their, our, our loss is their gain. And they've got a really good team for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just got a good team. A team that works well together, that looks very yeah. equipped for this for this league for the first time ever and well for yeah. the first time in a while and we're we're loving Fulham at the moment maybe they're going to be the hipsters team I reckon coming out of this season Fulham mate they got the sauce right now they've been riding their luck though seven penalties this season Hugh how many penalties mm. who else has got zero penalties this season apart from Liverpool listeners I said I'd tell you who do you think it is Leeds is born it's Bournemouth Bournemouth is that a shot it's Bournemouth Bournemouth have been unlucky this season Liverpool maybe have been a bit shit this season so at some point I feel like Bournemouth and Liverpool are going to get a couple of contentious penalties and shoot up a little bit have you not get had a couple of bone- I don't know that was possible I don't know mate I like, don't what know what does that Somehow. say does that say you just haven't been in their box or are you just I too think... honest like, what does that even mean so I think we probably should have had one or two, maybe. I think Mo Salah's got a bad rep, but Mo Salah usually gets them and he's spent so much of the season just out wide and not in the box. Mm, he's been and we've also just been a bit shit. So, there is that. Well, look, couldn't happen to a nice club and I'm glad Fulham are getting the penalties because they are leading the European charge outside of the Champions League places. 
So, yes, bring back the ghosts of 2010. Yeah, the Europa League run. Exercise that the demons. Was amazing, mate. This team could go far in like the Europa League or the Conference League. I'm sure of that. Imagine um, that Mitrovic rocking up in like Turkey, Greece, Azerbaijan. <laughs> Just yeah, all cool. over the shop. That'd be, be amazing. I'd love that. I'd love that. All right, on to the next game. Brentford won. Crystal Palace won. Here's confession time. I just thought this was just a terrible, terrible game of football. Really, I just thought it was really boring. And the only interesting thing to say is that Brentford are unbeaten in 11 games, which is pretty amazing. But they came damn close to breaking that, that record. And yeah. Palace, I think, will be extremely disappointed to not hold on. Classic Palace. Yeah. Flatter to deceive, don't get the rewards. At some point, you see the trend again. Nice no, team, but they flaky. Really, they really don't get the results that you feel like their performance is warranted, but that's on them now. You can only say it a couple of mm-hmm. times before you're like, no, this is inherently a problem for you. And you need to they have a chronic lack of goals. Yeah. yeah. Similar to Chelsea in a lot of ways. They've got a lot of fun fun wingers but no one to actually just finish them off really yeah but who's that geezer they bought from Celtic who was meant to be you know oh oh I'm so not a fan of this guy Edward what's his name yeah oh don't he he's annoyed me because when I did FPL like two years ago I had him in my team the entire season I think and he got me like I think he got two goals yeah because he got so many two pointers didn't he and you were like he tricked me he tricked me and, uh, do, you, do you feel like Patty Vieira could do better with this with this Palace side yeah but they'll be fine and we all thought they were fucked a few years ago yeah. when Roy Hodgson left and they had this old old squad so it's been a good revamp but yeah they could really do with getting someone who could score goals maybe someone called Danny Ings he's still <sighs> sitting on the bench no. now don't free Danny Ings I think it's time to he's, find he's my other client it's finally time to extinguish the Danny the Danny Ings hype. I think he's just not that good. I think he's. I don't know. He's just he's just average, isn't he? He's just a journeyman striker. He's a two and a half star, two and a half star football manager. And you know the truth. You know the truth. <laughs> it did. It did come to me the other day that he might be Shane Long in the way that we all liked Shane Long because he ran a lot for Reading, but he was yeah. actually pretty rubbish. Well, like you know, like Jay Rodriguez. He was. Pretty good. Oh, God, yeah. you're right. They're all the same, they're aren't they? They're all the they? same player. They're the same Because they're player. hard-working, they've tricked me in my yeah. old English football brain where I'm like, that guy runs a lot and he's English. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm going to forget all the other parts yeah. of football. Do you know what I mean? Endeavour. So I love it. He puts a shift in and yeah. therefore he is excellent. Do you know what I mean? Like, just horrific goals of the season. <laughs> he runs Facts. a lot. He runs a lot per 90, but there you go. So there's not a lot else to say about that game. 1-1, one, one, we're going to leave yeah. it there. Everton won. They will be fine. Leeds United nil. The Giacomo Don does it again. And a truly Sean Dyche performance. Just a very weird, fluky wonder goal to separate the two teams. This is what he does. This is what he does. This is what the is Don, what he does. Giacomo Don does. All yeah. Right. Mr. 1-0. 1-0 to the Deitch. This is what he does, mate. Guess what? We're not conceding. And we might score. And that's what he does. Two wins in three games. Two wins Prior in three to that, games. Do you know when Everton, how many wins Everton had since October? Let me guess one. Since October 2nd? One. Yeah, I knew it. One. Knew it. Took three games, mate. It's not pretty, but it's effective. And look, they're out of the they're out of the bloody they're out of the the, the, the bottom three. The you know, that's it. Best signing of the January transfer window was Everton signing Sean Dyche. 
they've guaranteed survival. He deserved a chance at a club like Everton as well. You know, he deserves his his Burnley stuff is unfairly it's unfairly looked at what he done at Burnley. Like it's, it was it's, a great body of work. It's, it's judged harshly. It's a great body of work. Like he kept them up for so long. He, he's put them in a position where they can let Vincent Company take over and they can do this in in, in the Championship. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they've just had so because many they rated so much. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So big up the Giacomo Don. Now biggest question this game is: Did he mean it? So did he mean it? He says yes. I say I'm not having it. So match of the day That's panel, reckon he did. I'm not having it either. You can't just be like, oh so. look, he's like a couple, he's like a yard off his line. I'm just going to like execute this perfect half volley. <laughs> like, come on, come on, bro. Yeah, you know, come especially Shavers Coleman, him of like two goals in a hundred games or like two hundred games. Come on, bro. I mean, I'm just surprised now, he's still playing. Maybe he, maybe he did. Maybe he thought it was on, but whether he actually thought he could do it is a whole other thing. I don't know. I don't know what the goalkeeper was doing, to be fair, as well. Yeah, Me- Melier. interesting stance. It's not like there was anyone else in the box. Not very, like, you know, like, uh, he's fought highly of, but that was a real, like, like, what it's the just f- unnecessary. What the hell? Like, why, why, what? So, didn't cover himself in glory there. And the Leeds, no. really Leeds. Leeds are in danger right now. Leads. Yeah. Very important what you do next in terms of next appointment. Do you get a temporary I feel guardian? like I feel like they're not gonna get anyone. Seems like they don't have a list. Marcel Bielsa must be in the top five favourites in the betting odds still. He's ruled it out. I feel like they're lost. I feel like I feel like they're lost post Bielsa in terms of their identity, like Jesse Marsh didn't work out and you know, what where do you go with this team? A team that for all the nice play that they do just can't win can't get the results to I just, I just can't get my head around the fact that Jesse Marsh is gone why give him so much money to buy all of the American players and then get rid of him straight away Yeah, why not just get weird. rid of him at the start of Jan it's not like he was doing well oh it's so weird now they've got all these American and Red Bull <laughs> Red Bull players and it's like someone's going to come in and they they just have to keep going now Whoever, whoever know, was the like, last manager to get players. sacked by Salzburg, just get whoever got sacked by Salzburg. Just get if it was Marsh, fuck it. I don't know. Bringing his. I feel assistant. like I nah. Know. I feel like Weston McKennie's a good player. I feel what's his name like Christensen is it or Rasmussen? The, Aronson. No, the red the Red Bull right back that they brought in. I think it's Christensen. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, like he's a good player. Like there's good players there. It's just. They need to decide on an identity post Bielsa. It was very clear what their identity was under Bielsa, mm. and I feel like everyone can understand that. But now it's like, what are they as a team? What do they want to be as a team? More importantly, and you don't know. No, you don't know. No, like look at I Everton. Don't know what they are? Everton want to be that Sean Dyche team. Dyche balls in effect. Two wins out of three. You know, you just need someone yeah. to put a flag in the ground and say we are this. You know. Yeah. And then just and everyone be gets that. behind it. Yeah. Then you know where you're going. It's true. They're just ambling around. I mean, Leeds play quite well. If they lose. That's basically all they are right now. Just oh, that is relegation to a tear, isn't it? Though I've seen that a million times yeah. before. So not looking rosy, but in a couple of weeks, you know, they're going to be out of the relegation. So Everton are going to be back in. And you know what? That is the perfect time to go to our final game. Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. AC Bournemouth one. I had oh, I just had Wolves to win this by like three goals and you know Bournemouth to sink even further but there you go this is just what's going on at the bottom 
just big three points massive Mammoth. massive first away win for Bournemouth in the Prem this season huge. huge first clean sheet away from home for Bournemouth in 22 matches including the championship massive massive it's just so tight I, down there man I'm looking at that even the bottom six all the way to Leicester six points between 14th and 20th at this stage of the season is insane yeah it's insane it's, it's mad it's mad it's fun but not if you're living it yeah I mean because right now it's Leeds that look the worst I'd say but who honestly knows god I'm just looking at a Chelsea army if Chelsea keep losing dude Chelsea could get dragged into this <laughs> bloody hell man. I didn't realise how bad that is they are closer to Southampton than they are to Man United at this point oh god they are not even that they are there's a two points difference between their distance to Southampton and their distance to Tottenham and fourth I mean that's ridiculous oh my god bro. that is ridiculous they're ten points away from fifth and 17th god that is that is that is nuts but that is also this is also not the time to speculate on this so apologies <laughs> back to Wolves Bournemouth no. um, yeah massive, very big massive result. result yeah this is the first time Bournemouth have been outside the relegation zone I think for months if not maybe ever I'm not totally sure don't quote me you know all those people are like oh well actually for 10 minutes during this set of fixtures <laughs> shut, shut up whatever don't have time for that but they're out they're out of it now West Ham are in they're out and yes. Bournemouth battle mate they're full of heart they're full of character they've got slightly better players now because they've got investment mm. and if they stay up it is a triumph of spirit and togetherness and endeavour and a big fat custard pie for Scott Parker on his face because yeah. he was not rating them and now weirdly Although, he's the manager of Club, Club Bruges what's up with that ironically, Club Bruges the best team in the Champions League before yeah, Christmas he's tagged him but ironically you know since Scott Parker left they did get the investment that he so desperately wanted albeit at the next transfer window it's just funny how it works out um, I reckon the difference in this game was Tavernier the return of Tavernier he's been out with uh, quite a large injury got the goal very good player yeah maybe could be the difference I don't, don't know a lot about him can't lie is he related to the other Tavernia up at Rangers it's a pretty unique name it is but I'm just going to say nah coincidence but I feel like he's going to be a big player for the final part of the season and it's great you know you know when you get those players back for like a last run of games it just feels like a boost mm-hmm. like you've had it you're going to have it you've had it already with VVD and, but once like Louis Diaz comes back you're going to be like oh yeah, for me when Gabby Jesus comes back it's going to be and for these guys you, you know, Tavernier Tavernier the same sort of same sort of um, impetus boost so yeah. decent Wolves sad for you mate you did not build on your victory that's rubbish that's bad for you nah um, just toothless again classic Wolves you know they've had a good they run just though. revert to type don't yeah, they yeah they've had they'll a good run they'll be fine they're Will looking they? up I think not down they are, they are. You, they just, they play that way where you think, you know, they are going to get. Wolves the go down. Match. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath. I can't wait to pick that team apart, though. God, like, we've got a good Portuguese contingent at Arsenal as well. So I'll take Neves, Mateus Nunes. God, we'd all oh, take a mate, few. Sure, we'd all got take that a midfield. Few. Slide yeah. it straight into Liverpool squad. 100%. Get out of here, navigator. See you later, Oxlade Chamberlain. In you come, Nunes. <sighs> Pedro Neto. Adama Traore find him a home somewhere <laughs> I feel like Adama to Newcastle to compete with Almiron 
polar opposite players. Eddie Howe could do something there. I believe in him. He made Almiron a world beer. He could turn Traore into the greatest player in modern football. I believe it. I could see it. I feel like Traore's next move is going to be a weird one. It's going to be a real step down. Yeah. Galatasaray. Yeah. Turkey. Turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, Agent Jack making moves again. There we go. Strategizing. For all my wayward, wayward managers and players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a, an me. orphanage for the lost. And on that weird, weird conclusion. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, Hugh. No, you know, it's, it's a muddled conclusion, isn't it? That's that half an hour till midnight conclusion, really. So let's just, let's yeah. just bloody end it there. Follow our socials and that. We hit 500 on Instagram. Woohoo. Woohoo. Actually, yeah, thanks everyone for that because that was cool. Hit 500. Next 1,000. We've also got big things coming in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. We are evolving. You will get some nice surprises from us and you'll just have to tune in and find out what they are. Yes, I can confirm that it's exciting. So, stay tuned. As you can see, he sounds really excited. You can tell it's good from his fucking flat response. Yes, it is exciting. It is, it is exciting, guys. I couldn't be more elated than this. All right. Well, it's past our bedtime. So, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye.